This is Steal the Sermon number 108. Name that saint. Consider the following idea. The name that parents give to a newborn baby likely will be the most long-lasting thing that the parents will do in their lives. Changes galore will come, but she will always be Tiffany Beyonce Smith. Maybe it's worth putting a little more thought into the process. Let me talk about some names in my family through three generations. Briefly, my parents are John, no middle name, and Shirley Jean. My father always likes to say that his family was so poor that they couldn't afford a middle name, but no one believes him. He was apparently named after a father, John, most notable to me for a truly spectacular beard in photos that I have seen. So one way of naming a child is family admiration or more likely obligation. My mother's name is a bit more confusing. She went by Shirley, which is her legal name. But when her folks brought her to be baptized before family and friends, the priest railed that Shirley was a pagan name and he would not baptize a pagan. Raise your hand if you'd like him. <laughs> not a crowd favorite then, not a crowd favorite now. So they huddled and settled on Jean. So Jean was baptized and recorded and her legal name changed to Shirley Jean. It evidently was a sore point in the family as even 50 years later, a block of relatives only calls her Jean, even when a member of the other block had just called her Shirley. Lesson, names have power. On to my generation. As best as I can tell, my mother named all of us and my father concurred. A wise man, indeed, since she had done the labor while he smoked Lucky Strikes in the hospital lounge. My mother was very Catholic, and her method of naming us was very Catholic and very thoughtful. It wasn't based on a good feel about a name. It was based on the saint she wanted us to be like. My eldest brother was named for Gregory the Great, a great scholar and a spiritual man. Well, she got it half right. My sister was named for Catherine of Siena, a prayerful, saintly woman, and a martyr. Once again, 50-50 so far. My other brother is named John, not after my father or the bearded padre, but after John the Apostle, beloved disciple and a writer of the gospel. Jury is still out on this guy. I am the youngest, and I was named for Thomas Aquinas. Lest you think these attributions were formalities for the baptism, you should know that my mother celebrated the feast day of Thomas Aquinas every March 7th with a special Italian meal. Thomas was both fat and Italian, and an Aquinas-related gift, not as hard to find as you think, of a medal, a biography, a scapular, a plaque, a frame picture. I never did get an autographed photo, although I'm sure she looked. In any case, from the book, I learned that St. Thomas's writing was so bad that only three or four living scholars can decipher his original writings. Thomas wrote the Summa Theologica, one of humanity's greatest books of pure reason and balanced argument. I haven't lived up to that name, but then again, the Catholic Church burned his writings on the steps of the University of Paris in his lifetime. Maybe I too am a late bloomer. My sainted bride, Sheila, named after St. Cecilia in Irish, and I were blessed with six dumplings, and we took names very seriously, but had a very different system. 
Here it is, first name, super friendly. Kind of a hey buddy feel to it. So they are Jack, Harry, Sam, Rosie, Maggie, and Casey. At various times, theories were offered by family members that all the names were Jewish, through Rosie, or all were Irish pub names, or my favorite, after the first three kids, that Jack, Harry, and Sam were the names of the movie Goldwyn family. Who knew? Actually, we just thought they were friendly. The important part was the middle name. They were Timothy, named after a priest who spoke so eloquently and so simply and wisely that we hoped Jack would draw from that well. Harry was adopted, came to us in an unexpected long shot. His middle name is Emmanuel, God with us, because we saw him as such a blessing. Sam got Aquinas, sweet, wise Aquinas, not Thomas, a name that has spent endless hours, that he has spent endless hours explaining. Pretty tricky parents, aren't we? You got to know something to explain it. Rosie got Francis after the make your own path saint who follows his own compass, a great role model for any young woman. Maggie got Jean after one of the few true saints I have ever met, my mother. May she live so well. Finally, Casey, dear Casey, who was adopted from Vietnam, who weighed five pounds when he was six months old and was dying of thrush and malnutrition when Sheila met him in Saigon. He survived and thrived after the great storm of his early days. His middle name is Noah, another man who survived a great storm and came across the waters. Names have power. Names can teach lessons. Sheila and I hope their names are a reminder long beyond our time of our hopes for them. What will the next generation do? The beauty is that they get to decide. But I like the early trend. Our daughters have selected two names based on saints for their confirmation names, Catherine Tekawitha and Joan of Arc, a couple of saintly, assertive, get-it-done women. Well done. And so when it comes time to name the next saint, consider this. The idea comes from a funeral I was at for a young man whom the judgmental among us could convincingly say was no saint. And yet, and yet, the first words the priest said in his homily were, we are here to celebrate the resurrection of the newest Saint Sean. Amen. Alleluia.